0: This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside model Ashley Morgan Smith lines disturbing claims of abuse at the hands of musician Marilyn Manson. Plus, the wife of former Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz speaks out amid his cheating scandal. And comedian and host of The Circle, Michelle Buteau gets hilariously candid. It's May 6th. Hi, everyone. This is People Every Day, and it is I, Janine Rubenstein, bringing you the news and notes this Thursday. It has been a long week, y'all. I'm not even going to go into details about the afternoon I had yesterday, which involved running errands with a severely carsick kid and a severely teething infant. Nothing will ever be the same, I promise you. But I can't complain. Okay, today is Nurses Appreciation Day, and though my kids make me feel like one sometimes, it's the real nurses out there who deserve all of the praise and recognition today. So, air hug a nurse if you know one. Later in the show, I chat with hilarious comedian and actress Michelle Buteau, who hosts Netflix's hit social media social experiment reality show, The Circle. Yes, the one that's like a popularity contest mind game where. No one knows who's who or what's what. Michelle talks about that and her hit comedy special, and we'll just have you cracking up the entire time. So stay tuned for that. But first, top stories, and joining me to go through those is people music writer Tomas Mier, a people everyday first timer. Hi, Tomas. Welcome to the show. Hi,
1: Janine. I'm your biggest fan, so this is really exciting.
0: Well, thank you so much. At least I have one. I love it. (laughs) So first off, let's start with something that has been bubbling up for months now. Uh, Former Hillsong Church pastor Carl Lentz, uh, and I say former because he was let go due to it coming to light that he had had multiple infidelities within his marriage, but we're getting more information now out of what's going on with his wife, right? So take us through uh, just what happened. It was around like last October, last November, and what we're hearing now from Laura Lentz.
1: Yeah. So Carl was let go from Hillsong in November uh, due to these, this cheating scandal. And he spoke out at the time, but his wife stayed completely silent until now. Um, yesterday, she posted an Instagram um, message addressing it all. Um, she didn't address it directly, but she posted a photo of trees and talked about their symbolism and and how she stayed strong like those palm trees.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. So this is the first time since, uh, it's the first time we've heard from her since everything went down, right? So so what, what happened? What do we know about Carl and just uh, the stickiness he got himself into last year?
1: Yeah. So um, he was fired in November due to moral failures. Um, and at the time, um, there had been an audio that leaked where, um one of the church executives was saying that it it was he took part in multiple significant affairs before he was terminated and at the time a source told people that Laura was standing by his side through his, this whole thing and working very hard to to stick with him and she she's she spoke about how she's learned a lot about herself over the past few months and and has learned about the kindness of god his grace and forgiveness um and how she's built true friendships during this time as well
0: so we should say that uh, Pastor Carl Lentz is known as that hip, uh, young pastor that attracted Justin Bieber to Hillsong Church. Justin's no longer a member, but he was baptized by Pastor Carl Lentz. And, you know, this is the pastor with the ripped jeans and the tank top and the and the well-moosed hair. And he has always kind of attracted that celebrity, that young demographic uh, to the church. But he has gotten himself caught up in just a, a very messy situation. So what do we know about his relationship? He and Laura, she posts this this statement uh, for the first time, but like, how are they
1: doing? Yeah. So we really don't know very much about how they're doing. We do know that uh, she had a source that told us that she was trying to stick by his side. Um, And with this post, they, they do share three kids. And she posted these palm trees and said, they're strong, can weather the biggest storms, and they always grow upward which I think is a metaphor to their relationship. It seems like they're staying strong and and trying to push past this because it it was a pretty big deal.
0: All right, Tomas, so this next story is a very big one, a breaking story, and it's actually your first cover story for people. So congratulations for that. Um, but it, it's dealing with some heavy stuff. So I just want to put a trigger warning out there for anyone. This story we're going to get into has to do with domestic violence and, and claims of rape. You know, if you need to, uh, shield yourself. Uh, so, so Tomas, Talk to me about Ashley Morgan Smithline. This is People's Cover Story this week. She's a model and she has some really, really painful allegations um, against Marilyn Manson. So just take me through her story.
1: Yeah, so um, Ashley Smithline uh, met Marilyn Manson in 2010, um, and they had a relationship, she says, over the course of two years. of which she basically shares that she survived basically living hell. Um, She tells people that she survived the monster and that she went through a lot uh, by his side, sexual abuse, domestic violence, as you were saying, psychological torture.
2: I was afraid for my life every single moment I was with him, but more I was afraid that he was gonna get rid of me and find someone else. Like that's, that's very brainwashed.
1: But we do need to keep in mind that um, a spokesperson for Manson did address her direct claims saying they strongly denied them and also saying that this relationship, to the limited extent it was a relationship, didn't last one week. She did share um, screenshots of emails and messages with Manson over the course of two years with people. And this is the first time she's done an interview since posting a statement along with the uh, other alleged victims of Manson back in February.
0: So take us back, Who who is Ashley Morgan Smith Line? And, and when did her relationship with Manson begin?
1: Yeah, so Ashley is, was a model, or is currently a model. And she spent a lot of her time overseas in Asia, uh, modeling mm-hmm. for different magazines and things like that. And she was connected to Manson in 2010 um, over the summer. And they started talking about a film role. And um, they started to build a genuine connection over the next few months. And um, come November of that year, she says that uh, Manson flew her out for this film project. She says that she was lured in by his intelligence uh, while she was abroad. And once she flew out, things completely changed. Just days into her being there, she says that um, he whipped her on her back with a swastika whip. And um, at the time, it was during filming. So under the guise of this project, he would whip her and hurt her. Um, that physical abuse turned sexual, and she says she was raped, and and would wake up with with him um, having sex with her sleeping body.
0: Uh, so, I mean, she successfully left him in January two thousand and thirteen, and that was about two years into their relationship. Um, but she says it continued to take a toll on her. So tell me, how did she get up the courage um, to leave, as she says, and 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 what has that journey been like for her?
1: For sure. For so many domestic violence victims, leaving their abuser is very difficult. And she tried leaving multiple times. Um, and also it's important to keep in mind that during the relationship, she was going abroad to a model for months at a time and would return to LA to be with Manson um, and, and while she was in L.A., she experienced, like, cutting during sex um, and forcing her to do drugs and things like that. Um, and January 2013 was the last time he she saw him.
0: Wow. And what what moved her to, to share her story now? This is coming, of course, on the heels of... At- Multiple women's claims. Evan Rachel Wood, you know, very famous actress. Esme Bianco. Um, they have shared similar accusations against him. Um, what what pushed her to share her story right now?
1: For sure. So last September, um, six of the women who um, allege abuse from the hands of Manson met up for the first time and spoke about what they went through. And so on February first, uh, these six women posted a statements on their um, social media stating that Manson had been their abuser.
0: And and that sisterhood, as she calls it, right, that is something that she's been leaning into. Um, when it comes to his response, of course, as you mentioned earlier, he denies, you know, all this as they only had a week-long relationship. Um, but this is not just her. This is, like we said, multiple women. So uh, just in covering this, what have we seen from his camp in terms of the amalgam of of accusations that are coming forth.
1: After the women posted their statement, he did put out his own saying that all of his intimate relationships have been with consensual, like-minded partners. He called the women's stories horrible distortions of reality.
0: So, Tomas, what do we know about this investigation that's happening right now?
1: Yeah, so a month ago, actually in March, um, the L.A. Sheriff's Department put out a statement saying that they're starting to investigate Marilyn Manson on domestic violence. Um, however, that doesn't mean that there's been charges or anything like that, just that an investigation has begun. So we won't know very much about what has gone on um, until LASD puts out a statement stating charges or anything of the sort.
0: Wow. Tomas, thank you so much for for coming on and explaining all of this and and for bringing, you know, these, these stories, these, these accusations to light even more so with the story. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Janine, for having me.
0: Anyone still in need of a Mother's Day gift this weekend? Well, I spoke with a woman recently whose company makes gifts that really do keep on giving. Sarah's Bag was created by Lebanese designer Sarah Baidun and is not only a handbag and accessories company, but also a social enterprise that employs over 200 women, many being ex female prisoners or underprivileged women in Lebanon, giving them the opportunity to provide for their families. Sarah recently shared her story in the short documentary film Series 5 presented by MasterCard, which shows the journey of five women from five countries and here's what she shared with me about what
3: inspired it all initially my idea was to start a support program for female prisoners and uh, to train them on various handwork techniques uh, and these techniques would later be used to produce handbags and uh, w- with the money they would uh, earn uh, they could hire lawyers to overturn their wrongful convictions they could educate their kids and they could start a new life when, once they're out of the prison.
0: What were some of the things that you were seeing in those early days that women were up
3: against, they were, they were being in prison for? Uh, first of all, we have a very... Uh, our, ju- our judiciary system in Lebanon is uh, you're guilty until proven innocent. So they spend years in the prison before being judged for their a crime. Or, so I remember I, uh, I had a few cases where the woman uh, worked with us to be able to have enough money to pay for a lawyer, and once she had the money and she paid for the lawyer, she was able to prove that she was innocent.
0: Um, uh, you say in in the in the film that we need more people who support missions. Um, what do you mean by that?
3: I think the the businesses uh, like now people, are, and especially after the pandemic, people are more aware of, of everything they purchase and everything they do, and. Uh, the the companies that are going to uh, survive and that are going to continue working are companies that w- should have a purpose. Like a company should not exist only for profit. It should exist to fill in or to solve a problem. Next
0: up, comedian Michelle Bouteau takes us behind the scenes of filming The Circle and what her last year has been like. Stay tuned. know there are a lot of fans of Netflix's hit social experiment show, The Circle, out there, myself and my husband being two of them. And I got to tell you, this last season did not disappoint. The finale just happened, but for those who haven't seen it yet, don't worry, no spoilers here. I did, however, catch up with former NSYNC star and host of Unicorn Hunters, Lance Bass, whose assistant famously catfished the other contestants on this season of The Circle, pretending to be him. So first listen to just a little of what he had to say about all that.
1: Her original plan was just to go in as herself, but I was like, you know what? It'd be funnier if you just go in pretending you're me because it might, (laughs) I don't know, people might want to keep you longer just to see if if it's me or not
0: craziness but today another person who's in the know on the circle michelle Bouteau, is with me known and loved as a stand-up comedian actress podcast host and author she is currently the unmistakable voice of i shouldn't say voice of reason um maybe voice of random hilarious commentary on the circle hi michelle how's it going
2: hey boo how are you wow what a fabulous intro
0: oh yay <laughs> Well, you're a fabulous, fabulous guest. Uh, so, okay, we're, we're going to get into everything but the circle because my husband went crazy when I told him I was interviewing you. He was like, what does she know? What can she tell you? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's back out. For people who haven't watched, which is like maybe five people listening, how does this show work? What is the premise?
2: Uh, it's It's like even one of those shows that's hard to describe, right? So it is a reality show competition that focuses around social media. And there is a circle app that you can communicate through, but no one will actually meet until the end or maybe in between when they get kicked off and you can catfish and everyone's vying to be the most popular person or well liked person, um, an influencer for $100,000. Mm. So, all those words together sound crazy, but when you watch <laughs> it, you know, it's a really fun watch there's so much that could be misconstrued, uh, between uh, in a text, Uh um, whether it's tone, whether it's like, um, you know, too much info or not enough and what your profile might say about you in the background, the whole nine. And even, you know, the reason why people might catfish is fascinating, but you know, unlike real social media, um, at the end, everyone gets to meet each other and, you know, they are quarantined.
0: LOL, what's that? <laughs> I know. Well, you guys kind of kicked that whole thing off. It's it's so crazy. Like, this was how it was set up originally.
2: Well, season one, yes. Yeah. So it's originally a UK show. The production company is based out of the UK. So we film in the UK. Um, and there's also a French version and Brazilian version and also the American Netflix version. And so when we did season one, I was like, oh, my God, what a crazy idea that people are just... Duck in their apartments and can't <laughs> see anyone and have to sort of communicate through this message app. how great and then by season two we actually filmed during the pandemic yeah safely of course like you know with any production you have to follow all the um rules and regulations to keep everybody safe and everybody was more than willing to of course and so you know we had all gone to england um quarantine for the two weeks hardcore quarantine not mm. like a I'm gonna go out to the bodega with a mask on, quarantine. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Who yeah. shows up at your door? I mean, I was like Tom Hanks in Castaway, but I was gaining weight. You know what I mean? <laughs> we were very excited to actually meet everybody at the end, like way too excited. And and you know, I haven't seen my parents in over a year, and so just uh. the people that I've sort of been following and doing voiceover for. For a couple of weeks I was like, get bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in.
0: You know? So So okay, you talked about catfishing. You have someone this season who is catfishing as Lance Bass. Yes. Like, did you guys ever like approach actual celebrities for this? Or did she just decide like this was this was gonna be what she did for her 2021,
2: 2020? <laughs> it is so it, you know what's so funny is that um casting it I mean that's it's a really wide net, right? So yeah. I am out of the casting process, which is so f- hilarious only to me because I have so many DMs of like, do you have the hookup? I got a voice. <laughs> I need people to see this. I got a message. I got a light for the world to see. And I'm sure you do, but, but I'm not the one. Like you can go to the the you go to the website and hit up casting. Like I do not have the hookup, honey. You know, I could barely find a clean pair of panties and socks to match. <laughs> but she's a good person. Celebrities have told me in jest that they would like to be on the show and I think that would be I would think that would be hilarious. And a lot of you know what? I have met a few celebrities who actually catfish online so they could sort of express their opinions, their political opinions and this, oh. that, and the other. And just, you
0: know, yeah. So okay, if you were on the circle, what would your strategy be? Because you get you get to sit back and be and be removed and 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 throw the shade and and throw the congrats and kudos here and there. But if it was you, what would you do?
2: That's so hard. You know, the circle is sort of like stand up. Uh, so you can have a plan, but once you get up there and once you get into the, the mm. chat. It's all out the window. So for me, I don't think I would catfish. I would definitely be myself because mm-hmm. I've worked so hard to just be me. I wouldn't know how to be anybody else. Right? Uh, yeah. Who kn- I don't know. I really don't know. My strategy would be like, take it as it comes. I have no idea. Probably a peacemaker too. You know, I, I think once you have um, big boobs and freckles and-, and a little bit of back fat and skinny ankles, you just become mm, maternal. <laughs> <laughs> Stop
0: it. <laughs> Stop it, stop (laughs) it, stop it. I can't stop, oh, stop. Speaking of maternal, how's mom life? How's it going? Oh my goodness,
2: it is fast and slow, you know? Yeah. Fast and slow. It is is beautiful once I get to sit down and think about it. But yeah, man, no one really tells you um, what it all do, that you will never feel like you're getting it right um, you always feel like you're doing it wrong, but deep down inside, you know you're doing a good job, but no one will tell you that. It's mm-hmm. just insane.
0: And we're, and we're talking about your twins, Otis and Hazel. They're two. Yes. They're two now. Is it terrible two? It's really terrible threes.
2: <laughs> terrible. Th- you know what? I I feel like it's all terrible and wonderful, you know, because mm-hmm. twos, I feel like are pretty cool because they understand more, even though they have the strength and the sass of a teenager. I mean cannot say words and sentences properly but whole ass opinions i'm like all right it's just a banana you don't have to roll your eyes and throw it at me but yeah i mean any relationship with anybody in your life that is new you're always gonna have to hold up that ugly mirror to like why do you do that Mm -hmm. so when people ask me how your twins i'm just like i feel overwhelmed they're like but how they do they fine (laughs) <laughs> it's about me. So yeah, it's just really interesting, but obviously like so lovely. Like I've worked so hard to be a tired mom. So I'm, I'm feeling like real thankful.
0: So I want to give you congrats. Uh, you tied with uh, Jerry Seinfeld very recently at the Critics Choice Awards for your stand up. Show like, what? How did that, that feel? Is
2: so crazy. You know what? It It's one of those things because, you know, um, still putting out um, amazing, beautiful content during the worst year of all of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, universe, it's so crazy. So it really feels like a dream within a nightmare where um, I have to remind myself about all these blessings while I'm loading the dishwasher for the third time. And so (laughs) I'm still stuck in these four walls. So, you know, I was uh, was at the award show via Zoom, much like this. And then I saw Seinfeld and Homegirl was just like, it's a tie, that means two people won. I'm like, I don't know what a tie is, get to it. And then she <laughs> said Seinfeld. I was like, oh Lord, I got to lose twice. Just trying to smile and like butt clench, just like, all right, everyone, I can't wait to take my bra off. And then she said my name and, you know, to be the first woman to win is so amazing and, and kind of ridiculous at the same time mm. um, because there are so many hilarious females, but just like every other female, Just like every other black person in every writer's room or whatever room is happening, you have to just be the best and then some. And so, look, I'm really proud of myself. This is a very long winded answer. You need to come. No, me off I like it. Me. I need all of it. Like just let live you go. in your glow. Journalists <laughs> let you go. and like, You gotta cut me off.
0: Live in your glow. I love it. It's a podcast. That's why I do this. so I can dig in and get all the nitty gritty.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm proud. I'm, You know, I'm just like, get back to writing because, you know, all of this matters.
0: That was Michelle Bouteau. For more on her, head over to people.com and now something teacher related to make you smile. It's always interesting to hear how teachers step into their passion and also how they are rewarded in that. So Thetis White is a former football coach, now fifth grade teacher at Monroe Elementary in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. He decided to become an elementary school teacher in order to make an impact and serve as someone that black students can connect to and see themselves in. Many of his students and say he's helped them overcome being shy and always encourages them to give their full effort. But the appreciation for his work hasn't only been in the form of words. He was recently given the surprise of a lifetime, $50,000 to help with his own student loan debt. Listen.
1: On behalf of Box Tops for Education and Black Men Teach, we would like to present you with this $50,000 check.
0: Just a beautiful example of what goes around does come around. (laughs) Talk to you all tomorrow.